and welcome. This is Trials and Tribulations. I'm Phil Airy and I've got my two cohorts. Sarah Owen Hughes and me, Faith Douglas. Well, people, we are back. I am looking right at my two cohorts. We're seeing each other in the flesh. How are you doing, people? Hello. Hello. Do you know, lockdown again in the UK. I know. I know. It got close to a breakdown this time, it, didn't it? Oh, it did this time, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It felt harder because the weather was terrible. Yes. Mm. We were inside. It was dark. I was mm. going to work in the dark and coming home in the dark, and it That's just felt miserable well the the good thing is that we are working gardening so we yeah. then get yeah. to work we and do, do the gardening and, and so we get to see the daylight and do yeah and uh, be with the plants and stuff like that so but yeah lockdown's been rubbish yeah but now we're all out of lockdown we're here the sound's even better yeah. oh, i know i know people zoom zoom i've never heard of the word and then i've zoom that much I'm... anyway so in lockdown how are things at work so faith how's uh, thought peril in well, lockdown i have to say it's not been that different for us actually um apart from obviously less numbers through the arboretum because we've had to have less footfall obviously but we've still been open so actually for me and the way we live my our lives and my family we've not actually been that different um I actually live quite an isolated life anyway. I feel mm. sorry for me there, but I really... But you do, do have a fantastic and house and it's work. very isolated yeah, it is, yeah. and you, you've got a playground there. Yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, it's, it, is. it is lovely. So actually, it probably affects me less than it does mm. most yeah. other people and I'm very grateful for that. I recognise that. In the Arboretum, obviously, we were shut for the first lockdown, fully shut, um, but I was still working, obviously, because the gardens can't look after themselves um but we we did still have had this time we still had uh footfall we still had people coming in and we found that um quite rightly so it's been colder damper um more miserable weather and usually at this time of the year we wouldn't be seeing the numbers we've been seeing um so we've been busier than we've ever ever been even though the numbers have been limited People are wanting somewhere yeah, to go. They're wanting definitely. to get outside. They're, they're furloughed or, you know, they want to do something because they can't do anything else that yeah. they would normally be doing. So we actually have people coming through the door, whereas normally on a rainy day, we'd sometimes be closing the, the tea room down early and people would be going home early because nobody would come. Whereas now that's not happening. The ground needs a rest, I have to say that, yes. because because it's been wet mm. as well. Mm. The ground is shocking yeah. at Thorpe, so it's very muddy. Uh, very boggy in places um but the arboretum's looking great and um yeah i can't mm. complain really i i, I mean I just have to say we we grateful. we at Cat where we're uh, talking now hallow cars been absolutely mm. mud with yep. cars but yep. then they've got this um the 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 light in the christmas lights yeah oh that looks nice i went to yeah. it on the first year i got an invitation you oh. know <laughs> and uh we, me and my wife went around it was it was spectacular, yeah. you know, and it yeah. brings that garden alive at Christmas because yeah. you've got all yeah. the lights because obviously it's dark and yeah. it, it just gives it a different sort of, yeah. uh, a different thing. But that they have been so busy and I've been talking to the creator over there and he's yeah. just, you know, they've limited, again, they've limited yeah. it. 
but they are so busy over there. It's so nice to see people going outside. Yeah. So they did it in the nice weather, which yeah. obviously they wanted to be out. It was mm. sunny, it was lovely in the gardens, but it's nice to see that people are still doing it regardless of the weather. Yeah. yeah. You know, getting the wellies on, getting the bobble hats on and off the go, which is just fantastic. Mm. So for us, it's, it's actually all right. Yeah. And what's uh, life been like for you in lockdown? Well, it's, again, very similar to how it is normally, or the normal that we have now. So the children have been going to school. We've had a couple of them off because of cases in their year. So there's been a little bit of educational hokey-cokey. <laughs> My husband's still working from home, and it's driving him mad. So any delivery drivers are now terrified because he bounds to the front door because he's just grateful to talk to somebody and they all want to run off because they're all very busy i'm still going to work because again plants can't look after Mm. themselves Mm. um we're in between crops at the moment so we're cleaning glass houses so it feels very Mm. industrious and productive and obviously it's nice and warm as well yeah dry in the glass house so again although i'm not seeing the fresh air in the same way as as i used to in my former job it's still feels very outdoorsy yeah. and productive it's uh, it's really lovely the thing is i quite like it when it, I've, I've said it before i quite like it in, when winter comes i don't like winter but i do like the the um the cleaning and the yeah. getting back to getting it back to fresh clean and getting it ready for winter i quite like that side of things yeah. so it, it feels like a resolution doesn't it you come to the end of the year you've had your growing season you've harvested you've put you're putting the garden to bed yes and you're getting yes. ready for the next year it's the same thing with um, with seed catalogs i really like reading seed catalogs now when there's mm. not as much to do outside yeah. because it's that optimism it's planning for the next year and there's a hope there and there's a there's a sense of moving forward so yeah, there's a very sort of cyclical nature to gardening. I, I really yeah. love that. That's nature, isn't it? it nature is, yeah. just provides yeah. us with hope, doesn't it, constantly, because yeah. it keeps going regardless. Yeah. Um, so what's what, hopeful at the garden at the moment for you? What are you mm. noticing? Well, so at the moment, um, in the Arboretum, we've got the Holly Glade. It's obviously Holly's coming to life. Uh, beautiful evergreen, loads of different coloured berries. So that looks really really good at the moment and obviously coloured stems and coloured bark so we've got bark park which really comes to life at this time of the year the leaves have dropped off and it reveals all these beautiful stems all the masses of cornus that we've got loads of different coloured cornus and they really stand out in this time of the year um it's also um national tree week this week um so we are actually tree planting we're doing an awful lot of tree planting we always kick start this time of the year and we've planted about 60 trees so far this year which is quite exciting for us um but something we've noticed in the arboretum is um and i don't know what you guys have noticed but we've got daffodils coming up actually i have snowdrops yeah i have snowdrops and i've I've actually looked for the buds because Mm -hmm. they're quite you know they're there yeah Uh, now these were sort of um secluded under uh, under a bush it's a bit um bit nicer for it the ones in the lawn haven't come back they haven't come yet but yes i was so surprised why am i so surprised because you know every time every time i look and think that shouldn't be flowering that's flowering what's going on yeah and yet there are things that are on time, so the, yes. the autumn yep. flowering cherries, the prunus subatilla, yep. are flowering now and looking absolutely on point. But also things like liquid amber haven't lost their leaves yet, mm. and they're looking 
possibly the best I've ever seen them. There Absolutely. are three or four near me, and they just yeah. jump out at you once you've spotted one. Yeah. Just However, you, all you need is this. We've got some really horrible weather coming, and yeah. it's really cold, so that really changes things, doesn't it? Really it really does, yeah. very quickly, yeah. yeah. But you'll be absolutely... Literally snowed under, won't you, with Christmas trees? Well, there. yeah, you see, you see, um, we're a bit different. Um, it's uh, National uh, Tree Planting Week. We're National Cut Down Tree Planting Week. We've cut our... <laughs> no, we cut trees. No, we have Christmas trees and they're all cut. Uh, so we're sort of the, the opposite. However, we are so busy. Um, it's a little bit different this year. Because of COVID, we're doing it very safe because we have students with learning difficulties. We've got to be safe. People are not getting to see the trees, but we do buy good premium trees. Some from Scotland, some from Ripon, which is not too far away from here. So they haven't got a lot of footfall, uh, a mileage, sorry. So we we have them and we, we are selling quite a lot. A lot of people are turning around because they're not being able to see the tree. However, we've had no comebacks yeah. because they are good. They are good trees, and at the end of the day, there's a pandemic on. Yeah, you know, and people understand that we're doing this for the students and we're keeping everybody safe. So actually, we've actually gained people yeah. because we're doing a bit of a drive-in Christmas tree sales. You park up, you pay up, and you uh, pick up. Never mind that. You're also delivering because I had mine delivered this afternoon. The yes. excitement yes. in my house. Mm. Because we always have that discussion, what day does the tree go up? And, yeah. You know, there's a bit of a push and pull. Obviously. So when does your tree go up? It's a really difficult one. It, I would pr- Normally, I'd probably say next weekend, so a bit further into Advent, because we have a real tree and we want the needles to last. Mm. And I think my husband would like it to go up at about the 21st, and I think the children would have exploded by then. Yeah, so... So it's quite nice to have it today. Mm. It's arrived, it's taken that decision out of our hands, which is brilliant. I always leave it in a big bucket outside, a bucket of water for at least 24 hours, just to give it a good old drink, Mm -hmm. to perk it up, so it's got... It's as moist as it possibly can be before I bring it into a dry, warm house. And, um, yeah, and then we'll be doing all our usual tips and tricks, the ones that you... You've shared with me in the past about yeah. having to make it last a bit longer. And Faith, when's your tree going up? Well, if it was up to my 10-year-old son, Elliot, it would already be up. Yeah. Um, but actually, I've stuck to my guns and um, it goes up next weekend. Mm-hmm. The, the, the same as you, Sarah. Yeah. Um, it, it, I wouldn't generally be putting it up before. I might have been persuaded, but my daughter isn't due back from uni until tonight, actually. I can't yeah. wait to see. Nice. I've not seen her since September. Yeah. Um, so I said, no, we're not going to do it this weekend. Yes. Uh, we'll wait for Freya to be properly back home, settled in, and then we'll pop it up next weekend. Yeah. Um, and we, again, have a, a real tree. And um, my son's job, actually, is watering the Christmas tree. So every morning he gets the jug, fills it with water, and he climbs underneath, mm-hmm. trying not to knock everything off and all the yeah. rest of it um, to make sure it's got water and fill it up and it's pretty much something we do every single day to keep it water because yes. we have open fires real fires yes, and the atmosphere dry. is very dry at home well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you i've got an artificial tree oh shock no, but, 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 but. somebody was throwing it out okay. so we recycled it it's not <laughs> yeah. gone to landfill okay and the only place for that tree to go is right next to the radiator Oh. Yeah. And we put a tree, in, a, a proper one, about mm. a few years ago, and we just thought it's not going to last. Yeah. And it's the only place it can go. And somebody was throwing a tree out, so we said, well, instead of that going to the landfill, I will then yeah. use this. So we've done that, and then we put one outside. If you put them outside, they will last. And I know this mm. because we 
we get them back after Christmas, yeah. they'll last right up to April. Yeah. Outside, yeah. they will absolutely last. If they're outside in the cold and getting watered on and all that, they will last till April. That's so, a cut Christmas tree. A cut Christmas yeah. tree. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. Because yeah. usually ours goes on the bonfire. Mm. As soon as we take it down, it generally yeah, well, goes then, on the wood Because you've dried it out, it's fantastic. Yeah. We love burning it. Yeah. The crackle it makes yeah. is unbelievable. And do you yeah. know as well, if you, if you have got a really dry Christmas tree mm. by the end of the season, if you leave it outside for a couple of weeks, strip the needles off, you can then pot up your carnivorous plants. Your blueberries grow really well in pine mm. needles. Oh. So anything that likes an ericaceous soil, mm. you could use it as a replacement for the compost. Yes. Amazing. And a lot of people use them uh, to go into uh, bits of hedging. Yep. Yeah. So we've got gaps. Yep. They're fantastic to ram them into the, to the hedge yeah. and have a bit of a barrier. So you can, you can do that. I've even got some from the following season. So... We've got some now that we've had from last Christmas yeah. and I've sprayed them with a, a chalky white Fab. and <laughs> sold them £5. Oh, amazing. And yeah. you could even use them as Easter trees. Once all the needles yeah. are off, yeah. you could actually doctor them, Absol- put them yeah. down, bring them into yeah, the house just, and use just, it as yeah. an Easter tree. Yeah. I have a neighbour who does that because she doesn't mm. want Christmas to end. Oh. So she leaves her Christmas tree up normally till sort of March time in a wow. cold room. And I remember when the children were quite small, they were all going to St John's Ambulance and they were all being told to keep an eye out on their neighbours. Mm. And to them, of course, everyone's an elderly neighbour and she's not elderly at all. And uh, one of the boys reported her to the St John's <laughs> Ambulance people and said, my neighbour's Christmas tree is still up and I haven't seen her for a couple of weeks. And we got this awful oh, phone bless. call from the organisers saying, will you please check on your neighbour? And I said, no, no, she's just... She just likes Christmas trees. She's got Easter decorations on it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. But we had to knock on the door to reassure him because yeah. he was worried. Mm. Oh, bless him, yeah. sweetie. Yeah. But, but, there's, there's so, the, but there is so many things we can do with Christmas trees. Yeah. Um, the after the Christmas tree, um, the for us, the, the, the worst thing you can actually do is burn it because then you're releasing that carbon again. Mm. So the best thing that we do is we chip it. Yes. And if we chip it, it makes the best wood chip because it yeah. smells beautiful. Delicious. And uh, Norman firs don't really smell unless you chop them up yeah. and then they smell gorgeous. Yeah. So we, 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 have a, we have a friend of ours who comes up with a chipper. We spend the two days chipping them back up. And then we've got all this wood chip. Then we sell it back to customers and it's a win-win. So people can bring their old Christmas trees to Horticamp yes. and have them recycled yes. at the end of the year. And they, they can put it on the pile, yeah, and but don't trip over the donation box that will be just yeah, next to it. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, absolutely, yes, yes, you know what I mean. So I'm gonna. Would you like some top tips how to look Please. after yes, your Christmas absolutely. tree? Yes. Here we go. Then I want to do this. Well, not anyway. Um, <laughs> this is my top ten. Uh, actually, it's only about eight. So anyway, so firstly. If you're going to get your tree, get it as late as possible. Whenever it goes in is your decision. But you can get it as early as you want. Just don't bring it in the house. Stick it outside with a bucket, pick it of water, it'll be fine. Chop a bit off of the end, a bit like uh, cut flowers. You'd, you'd normally cut the ends off uh, the flowers, uh, the, the stem. So do the same with the Christmas tree. And stick it in a bucket of water, stick it outside until you need it, then bring it in. It's ideal if you then put it in another container 
will, will hold a bit of water and just keep topping that up. It goes in the, such a dry house. Every house is dry unless there's no heat. Then you need the water. So keep it well watered and, and Norman first will last right up to January. Absolutely. But then when you're done with it, get it straight out. So yeah, so in as late as you possibly can and then out. So now the other thing is when you're going to pick this up now, don't come with your fella or bloke because he wants a 10 foot tree and ladies know exactly the size what will go into a house so don't come with a bloke. Can I just say we don't? Good. Because I once went and bought a six foot Christmas tree that ended up being about nine foot. We cut about a foot off and it was still, the star was laid flat against the, the ceiling. We once mm. went to a Christmas tree f- field, a plantation, where this gentleman in bright pink trousers and a chainsaw <laughs> said, choose the tree and I'll chop it for you here and now. Hugely exciting for small boys and mm. actually mm. larger adult boys as well. And my six foot five husband stood next to one that was towering above him and argued black was white. He was absolutely convinced it was the same size as him and it would fit in the house. <laughs> and it did mm. not. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I can Hold be sexist uh, about blokes because I am one. So um, <laughs> I usually say, no, no, Jane, we're going to get an eight-foot tree. Yeah. And then we bring it in and we always chop a bit off. So it saves money <laughs> listening to your, your wife or partner. And also, of course, if you buy a tall tree... It is by definition wider as it well. It is. So that was the yeah. problem we had, as yeah. well as having a super, super, super tall tree mm. that touched the ceiling. It took up three quarters of the room. Mm. We couldn't get mm. around it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the, the, the next one is, don't put it me a heat source, obviously, for very obvious reasons. That's why I've got an artificial one, because in our house, the only spot is right next to a blooming great big radiator, and the tree's lose the leaves but more importantly they don't look nice they start drying out i put a bowl of water underneath the tree as well to increase the yeah humidity. the humidity yeah, yeah. the only Absolutely. problem is the dog likes to drink from it as well <laughs> we don't just have the, the dogs in the house we also have the tortoise the issue with the tortoise oh, of course, the yeah. tortoise likes to make his way over to yes. the christmas tree generally gets tangled up in all the lights oh. Uh, drags a bit of tinsel across the room yes. um, and tries to have a bath in the water, which you can't reach anyway. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But he can so, smell it, but it really helps with the humidity. Yes. So put it on a, a windowsill somewhere mm. near in the room so the mm. room's a little bit more moist. Mm. And again, you could put some essential oils in it. Mm. You could put in like a eucalyptus or a pine yeah. fragrance yeah. in there yeah. as well. Yeah. Essential oils at the same time. I like it. A bit of clove or orange. That would be yeah. lovely. Yeah. 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 Cinnamon, crispy, Christmassy. You could maybe have your moss balls in there, couldn't you? Oh, I love my moss balls. Don't start it's these two on moss balls. balls. Oh, <laughs> if you want to listen to our uh, rabbit podcast. on about moss balls, <laughs> it's on a previous. Uh... <laughs> so anyway, there's 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 two main types that uh, Christmas trees that um, are on sale in the UK. There is lots of others, but there is two. The Norway spruce is the traditional. The one that I grew up with and the one that uh, everyone would uh, have needles in the foot because it really doesn't hold the needles. But however, they smell amazing. And that's why now we all go for Norman fir and they don't really smell, but they hold the needles fantastically well. So there's only really two types, although 
Bruce Bruce is making a real sort of well not comeback, but uh, you know a real surges because that's another one that can last quite a long time and it looks gorgeous and it smells really nice. So that's a good one, but it's a expensive at the same time. But uh, that's a nice one. Have you got any different types of trees over it uh, that you could use as a Christmas tree? Well, we've got a pine eaton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it dates back to the 1800s. So these would be very, very large Christmas trees. And we've got um, a Nordman. Yeah. Um, and it is probably about 250 years old. So you could have it as a Christmas tree, but I wouldn't want to put the star on the top of the Christmas tree. <laughs> it's huge. Mm-hmm. But you've got, you've got, you've got, quite a high ceiling so you could have a really big tree i couldn't my eight foot tree was resting on the ceiling the star was flat on the ceiling (laughs) (laughs) you could do something else as well you could do we've we when we first moved into our house took down um took down some conifers from the garden and um and took brought those into the house so we had your your normal conifers that we didn't want in the garden we had a few of those dotted around the house you can do that with silver birch you could do it mm. with corkscrew yes yes we, yeah. we use silver tree. birch here as well yeah that looks fantastic it silver birch yeah it's, it's whispery it's really why, lovely why do we bring why do we bring plants into the house at winter why do we bring winter oh, foliage don't start first she'll it's come out bringing with <laughs> nature into the house it's bringing the outside mm. in it makes us feel stays, good yeah. makes us feel good that's yeah. why mm. yeah you see, you've always got a, a good old fact for us. So, uh, Faith, have you got a fact of the pod? I have. I got thought a you fact will. Fact of the pod. Are you ready? Go for, for it. Go for it. See if I see if I know it. So, did you know that Christmas trees were first used by ancient Egyptians and Romans? So, the origin of the or the use of the Christmas tree goes way back to ancient Egyptians and Romans, and they used evergreen trees like pine or fir trees wreaths and garlands and the use of modern Christmas trees started in Germany actually in the 16th century so instead of the glitzy decorations that we see on them today our baubles and tinsel and stuff they actually decorated with fruits and nuts instead uh, you see They're bringing nature in I love absolutely. that absolutely that's great that's you see that that, um, that if you did it right that's very sustainable it is well I, I mm. think having a real christmas tree is very sustainable if it's bought from a, a british grower it is effectively a farmed crop isn't mm-hmm. it and and if you are chipping it and recycling it properly then you're just putting that back into the earth and yep. i find that really quite satisfying yes exactly so yes yeah, so we've done job of the pod which is look after your christmas tree yeah. keep it watered keep it outside as long as you can and we've got the fact of the pod it's Beginning to look a lot like Christmas, people. <laughs> so, like, not sing? No. Please don't. All right, okay then. Plant of the Pod. Today's plant of the pod is the Schlumbergera buckleyi, which is the Christmas cactus. It's native to southeast Brazil and it is actually a cactus, although it doesn't look like a traditional cactus it grows epiphytically so it grows on trees and on rocks but it doesn't feed from them so it's not a parasite it just uses the trees and the rocks as support and when you grow it in the UK it likes to be in small tight pots with free draining soil like any other cactus just moist as well so it's got a lot of moisture coming in 
it likes to grow in low light so it's a great plant to use in those slightly darker corners of your house particularly a a north facing windowsill for example it's really easy to propagate you can twist off a segment leave it on the side for a week so that the broken off part starts to callus over and then root it by putting it straight into your growing medium and the great thing about it is about this time of year you get the buds forming and then it bursts into bloom and you get normally pink but you can get yellows and creams and white flowers which are these fantastic trumpets really really exuberant really celebratory they look like they're on fire it's absolutely beautiful so that's today's plant of the pod the schlumbergera Now this week I'm going to give you the tree of the pot, the Norwegian spruce, Piceus abius. This is the quintessential Christmas tree. Now Norwegian spruce, it's a really large fast growing evergreen tree. It can grow up to 180 feet tall. It can grow as much as three feet a year. So because of this, It can also be used in the uh, forestry and uh, softwood, timber and paper production. So it's a really versatile tree. Now, the tree is a source of spruce beer, which was once used to prevent and even cure scurvy. This high vitamin C content can be consumed as a tea from the new shoots and tips. But um, I'm going to stick to Yorkshire tea. Some pines can be over 5,000 years old. Not sure about the needle drop on that one. If you want a great smelling pine tree and you don't mind a few needles, Norway spruce is for you. of the pod. Let's think about the wind for a moment. I don't know about you but I've noticed that it's getting so much windier in this country. A lot of experts put that down to climate change as the temperature increases, Atlantic storms push towards our country causing much stormier weather conditions and I've certainly noticed it appear a lot windier in this country now than when it did perhaps when I was a child. Now the sound the wind makes when it's going through the trees and leaves is actually called Scythuism and it has a hugely calming effect on our minds. Listening to the wind and watching the movement it creates can therefore be a very mindful activity and I often sit and close my eyes and just simply listen to the wind while I'm in the woods, while I'm 
at work, while I'm at home in my garden. And it's an incredibly powerful form of meditation because you're actually actively listening. And it's quite easy to not get attached to passing thoughts when that wind is blowing. And not much research has been done into how the wind actually affects us. Now we know that the sound of the wind can be likened to white noise. It has a very soothing effect on our, our bodies and our minds. School teachers will often tell you that children have a, an, an increased amount of energy when it's windy. You know, they bounce on their chairs, they become more fidgety in the classroom. And some schools actually allow for more outside play on windy days so they can release some of their pent-up energy because wind is a really good movement of energy. There's a lot to be said for the phrases blowing the cobwebs away. And I know that if I go for a really nice brisk walk on a windy day, when you get back home, you feel great, you feel energised, you feel alive. I know when I watch my animals, they get affected too. You know, the wind is blowing, my cats start to act a bit balmy in the garden, and my dogs always get zoomies and race around in a crazy fashion. So why don't the next time it's a windy day, why don't you have a go at connecting mindfully with the currents of air that move across our planet? So why don't you try listening to the wind? So find a quiet place to sit or stand on a breezy day. Close down your eyes and just take a few deep, slow breaths just to center yourself and relax. And just simply listen. Notice how the wind moves and changes how close it is to your body or how far away it is from your body. Notice the sound the wind makes as it moves through the branches of the trees. We can also watch the wind. So again, on a breezy day, find a place to sit or stand and just notice how the wind creates movement. Let your gaze follow the sway of the trees or the fluttering of the leaves or the ripples it creates over water. And notice the gentle movement it creates, the flow. How about going for a walk in the wind? So on a breezy day, go for a walk. Have an intention to allow the wind to blow those cobwebs away. Open up your senses and breathe. Enjoy that freshness and the invigoration and the energy that wind gives. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. That's been another edition of Trials and Tribulations. Now, if you liked it, please subscribe and follow. But until next time, keep it green.